Align Your Practice podcast with Dr. Cliff Fisher, where your best practice and life awaits you. Are you tired of running a practice on your own? We want to come alongside you with experts to help you create your dream practice and your dream life. Here is your host. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm here with Dr. Joe Esposito and we are going to go after it some more and we're going to be talking more about a little bit about our build, what we did last time. And today we're really going to dive into scale. So Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I enjoy this conversation. I, I like uh, this next piece on scale. It's kind of where I focus a lot of my energy and attention inside of Align Life and helping people get to that level. But yeah, no, I'm excited, Cliff. Probably recap and then we'll uh, we'll get after it. Cool. So I'm just going to sh um, share my screen. So if you guys are watching this, you guys can jump in and see. Um, but last time we talked about build and the space with build, build is the big part of that is training the team. Like the first part that launch is training the doctor. This is really training the team. So our clinical assistants starting to leverage software and then, you know, getting past the competency of scripts into mastery. And then from a flow standpoint, kind of diving into the like number of steps, how many steps are we taking? Um, time patients are waiting, cluster booking, making sure that we're staying in that zone is what we we t um, talked about last time. And then communication, we talked about the DC to the patient and the doctor to the team, and then also the table talk. And then from a team standpoint, like growing the team value and then really diving into a curriculum and having a training schedule because no longer is it like you're the one person showing up to the ball game being like, okay, cool. I'm the all-star. It's like, now you have a whole band. And so it's really critical to have your whole team on the same page. Um, and I don't know how you were Joe, but I noticed one of the things with RCAs is we thought they like they went through when they first started the day one, day two experience. And then we never really revisited again until we got onto these regular training tracks. So they had no idea what was going on in the back room. And they're like, I remember the first time about 10 years ago when we did our training on it, they're like, oh, I didn't know we did that back there. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what a miss that was for us for years. Yeah, I think training, if you look at the sports, the training camps, they go in cycles. So they have preseason, then they have their training during the season, they have postseason. And I think we have to use more of that um, athletic kind of culture, but you're right with training itself. As you mature as a business, the training should be laid out for the year. So you're just taking laps around mastering process. And I always use the baseball analogy. You know, you, you're throwing, you're catching, you're hitting, you're throwing, you're catching, you're hitting, whether you're in little league or a major league, but your development along that journey changed, but the training is the same. You just train on the same thing. So a lot of people just want to train on their crisis and they just go from crisis to crisis to crisis. And it's a very volatile process. I like what you've done in the Align Life training culture is you built out a year long process and you just keep running laps through it and changing the way you deliver or the examples or the uh, the insights or the, the quizzing or whatever it is to create self-awareness to find our holes. I think you've helped create that maturity, but it's just laps, right? Yeah. Well, and it's like you're saying, we keep developing it, but we're still developing it from the foundations. Like I know one of the things we're adding that's really critical is we're going to start adding in like for an office manager training. So they have a different training over the same material than the doctor and the CA. And so everybody's going to start having their own room to be able to train on because everybody's going to be looking at it from a different perspective. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. So yeah. as, 
as we have uh, grown the maturity of training inside of the Aligned Life culture, you're going to have to look at that in your own office and say, from launch, your training culture is going to be very different once you hit build. And we're going to talk about this today and scale that changes even more mature in many aspects of the business. Yeah, that's so spot on. And I think it's a great transition. And so then the next part in this is really to go into um, scale, which is, you know, typically going to be if you're over 300 visits a week and the way we've defined it is, or is if you have multiple doctors or multiple clinics or both. And so that's really when you start to be, and I would say from scale to scalable, because otherwise if you're in build and there's nobody else in there except you adjusting or you leading the meetings, then it's not scalable. You're just building it to get into scale. So, so Cliff, just to recap from the beginning, uh, what just let's define launch, build, scale, exit. So if you're listening to this right now or watching, really refine your understanding of where you are right now. Yeah, and what you need to do in the current state you're in to get to the next level, if you cho- so choose to do so, because we want you to stay inspired in business of where you're going. And frustration happens where it is the delta between reality and your fantasy is if you don't know how to get there, you don't know how to change. So we want to change your fantasies into goals and goals into reality by having a pathway of going from where you are, your current awareness to where you want to go. So just from the beginning, uh, if you would mind, Cliff, just getting the listener to, you know, where we're at. Yeah, absolutely. So the first part is launch. And so that's typically either going to be your first 12 months or zero to 150. And that's all that is training the doctor. That's going to be training on procedures, on flow, on team and communications. And then once we get to that, through that 12 months or up to 150, then we start to dive into build. And this is really building your team. We just had, you know, uh, one office inside of Align Life that he like went through launch, build and scale in a year. And so he had to be able to keep up. And so that's why we want to keep this out in front of ourselves. So I'm not saying that the t- I'm committed to the timelines, but we have to be aware of where we're at in the journey. So I think you're spot on. And so if you're 12 months or 150, you're in launch. If you're between 150 and 300, you're in build. Or if you're a solo doctor, where if you don't show up to work, nobody gets seen. That's a space where I would consider you're in build. And then scale is when all of a sudden you can scale it where there's multiple doctors or multiple locations. And so if you don't show up one day, the office still can function, you know, ideally normally, but, you know, even if it's just with a limp. So we, we had talked even before we got on, Cliff, about the essence of scale, if we're going to move into scale now. Yeah, let's go. If you are a business owner, um, if you're an, let's say if you're an employee, you never have to deal with launch. Launch is a lot of work, a lot of firepower, a lot of money, a lot of stress, a lot of commitment, a lot of, a lot of everything, right? To, and if you're an employee, you don't even deal with launch, right? Yeah. So the bookends on both sides of build, you have launch, which is heavy liability, time, effort, money, focus. And then on the other side of build is scale. Scale is about leverage. You're not getting paid for your time anymore. You're running a business and you're having gaining passive income from not time for money. 
build is when you're the clinician and you're exchanging time for money. You're working and doing a service and making money for your service. When you stop doing the service yourself, let's say adjusting patients, you stop making money. That's what Cliff was saying, owning a job. So if you never want to get into scale, I like the debate we were having, Cliff. Yeah, me too. You may not want to own a business because scale is the reason why you go through the, the hellacious process of launch is you want to get billed, you be the clinician, and then you get into a scale where you can leverage. I mean, would you agree with that concept or what are your thoughts? Yeah, 100%. I think to go through the pain of both launch and build, because there is a lot of pain, there's a lot of learning, and there's a lot of risk. Like, you know, they say most businesses go under, you know, under five years, and that's when all that space is at. And so if you want to, if you don't have that risk tolerance or if your goal is not to get to that point of scale, it might be better, just like you were telling, saying, was to be an, a caregiver or a business builder doctor um, where you're not having to worry about that because, you know, you have, you know, there's so much risk. We talked about like all the different things from, you know, from team to, you know, lawsuits to debt to, you know, revenue. Like there's nothing, you know, more stressful um, probably than money stress, except maybe relationship stress, but usually those go hand in hand. Yeah. So, so it, when you're, if let's say you're a student right now or a young doctor, knowing these stages that there is launch, launching a clinic, building a clinic, scaling a clinic and exiting the business, uh, and those, you're not interested in those last two, uh, leveraging, uh, assets, <laughs> leveraging staff, leveraging your experience, leveraging your business and scale, which is what today's podcast is all about, then it's it's less risk to just build a career in the profession. So let's get into scale. What are what are your um when when I as a doctor, let's say I'm in build for 10 years, and you always say, Cliff, most of the lifespan of a of a chiropractor, at least at the level of maturity our profession is in right now, most clinicians, doctors live most of their career in build, right? Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I think most people are stuck there because one, they're scared. They've heard the nightmare stories of having associates. Um, it's a bigger risk. Typically when you go from build to scale, um, it's scary because you don't have, you don't know how to have the resources and then they're going to hire the wrong doctor. I think is typically the wrong move. The wrong move I made was I paid the right doctor the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, you know, that caused stress. And so really understanding one who you are, just like you were saying, like, should I be even getting into this, which Joe, I know you guys, we have that PDP, which, you know, if you want to know what kind of doctor you're hardwired to be, like, just sign up for that PDP. And that will tell you exactly who you're supposed to. It'll tell you who you're hardwired to be. Not that you can't go against the grain, but you'll at least know your blind spots. Yeah, PDPs you can get from uh, Cairo Matchmakers is the company that can provide the insights and the service uh, for for that tool to understand business behavioral um, process, the way you think, the way you're wired for business. And I think that's a great tool. But I like what you said, Cliff, because in scale, in uh, going back to launch, we can make a lot of mistakes in our first hire of our first staff member. Well, the same thing happens in scale now, making the hiring the wrong doctor or paying the wrong way, the same pain we would have when we open the business, we hire the wrong staff, then we question our ability to run a business because you hired the wrong staff. You're like, oh, maybe I'm not made for this. Maybe because the business is not working because you have the wrong team member. The same pain is going to happen when you get to scale. Most chiros 
or students that Cliff and I talk to want 30 clinics, 20 clinics, want to five clinics in five years. They, they want this mega enterprise. And a lot of them get burned by that first hire of their first doctor or their first real manager of the clinic. Right. And then it's like, oh, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they shrink. I mean, you got it right. You can leverage a beautiful business and uh, in an enterprise level where you have multiple clinics. You and I have both been through seasons of our life where we had things dialed in with multiple clinics and we were living uh, a dream life with great revenue and inspiring doctors that did great work. And we've also been through periods where we couldn't get things to click correctly, even though we had great experience and knowledge, right? So yeah. seasons. It's a different muscle. The same muscle that got you to be a great build doctor will be a different muscle group to make you a great scale doctor. Like there's just... You know, it's just a different, you know, it's not less work. It's just different work. So let's go into in scale. I'll give my perspective. And, and you had some also great perspectives on scale. What thing, what thought process have to change or modify getting into scale? Um, I'll throw a couple points out and then uh, <clears throat> we can, we can talk through them. But the biggest thing for me is the amount of time you spend planning in scale first build because build you're the main character in the movie you're the main player in the business you're the clinician you're the leader you're the energy right you're that person so any adversity boom you're on it you fix it you change it you smell everything going on you you get the morale the relationship the energy because you're there once you're not the main player you have to have well, in my per perspective, four things that are leveled up and more mature when you're not the main player smelling the smoke before there's a fire in the clinic. So to smell the smoke, you're going to need better metrics, more granular metrics than you had before. Before you had higher level metrics like revenue, new patients, and now you're looking at stick rates and you're looking at um, a little conversion rates on four levels of conversion from lead gen to, uh, you know, show rates to conversion rates, right? So metrics get way more granular because you're not the main player. Um, uh, that metrics was one. The second one is management. You're no longer the main manager. Like Cliff said, hiring that right person, doctor and manager are going to be two big lifts you're going to do in scale. So management. My third one was um, uh, financial modeling which is how to model out where you're trying to go with your revenue. And that includes budgeting your money, marketing budget, payroll budget, so that we're looking at what's going to happen over the next three years with exact dollars spent and uh, revenue coming in and money spent to get there. And I, I have a lot of meat on that one that we could do a whole podcast on. And the last one is strategic planning, effective strategic planning, way different than you did in the past way more future planning like in October for next year versus January for January, which is probably what you used to do. <laughs> so those are the four. What are your thoughts on those, Cliff? Or if you want to add more, that's my perspective. Yeah, no, the, so many things came up for me on the planning part. When you, you know, you talked about that, they say for every one minute of planning you do is six minutes of productivity. And so we think it's like, oh, we got to be busy, but nobody wants to be busier, but we all want to be more productive. And so that's where that happens is just like you're saying in that planning stage. And then 
the metrics, that's the data. All of a sudden we can't go with our gut anymore. Like we're not in it like we used to be. So um, data versus gut. And I love what Stephen Franson always says is two parts data, one part gut. So it's not that we get rid of our gut, but you know we really need more data. So that's super critical. And one thing with that, Cliff, on the metrics is, um, you know, I, I define it. I separate first the difference between business metrics and KPIs. Business metrics would be overall numbers like gross revenue and net profit. A KPI is uh, missed appointments. It's a KPI, a key performance indicator. The key word there <laughs> is the middle word performance <laughs> is someone's performing something. So yeah. key performance indicator, a KPI, for those that are listening, I want you to have real clarity here. That's a performance indicator of a behavior pattern of a human being. So that's given as a gift to a staff member. They have a KPI, which measures key performance, which is behavior of a human being inside the business. A business metric is overall revenue or net profit. Those are outcomes. Those aren't behaviors. So really understand the difference between a KPI and a metric. And the last thing I'll say to that in maturity of the business is you want leading and lagging statistics. The leadings are some of the KPIs like behavioral based, like how many missed appointment calls did you make, which is a behavior. Yeah. And then the outcome would be how many reactivations did you have, right? I mean, there's leading oh, yeah. and lagging stats are very different when you are in build or launch all you're looking at is lagging outcome like what yeah. happened you're not looking at behavior KPIs, right that's that yeah. i learned a lot through that cliff uh in running the businesses that we run yeah absolutely and it's so important to get in front of it to set the goals the right way for the right reasons with the right data awesome then the other space where you talked about strategic planning like that's really the vision casting because as you start to shift from like uh launch and build you're the only one who has to see the vision. But as you get into build and scale, as you come into that tail end of build and the beginning into scale, <laughs> you now have to transfer that vision. So it goes, it really transfers into vision casting so that people can catch what your vision is so they can get on board. It's so true because some doctors do real great at the vision, but they fall down on the planning the strategy or vice versa. Yep great on the planning and they lost the vision. And I, I appreciate you. You've helped me as the CEO over the last couple of years, trying to keep pushing for real conviction on clarity of where we're going. So we're all rowing the boat in the same direction. Because if you don't do that as a leader, even mild confusion <laughs> creates friction. It just creates friction in the business, right? I mean, you've seen yeah. it. I've seen it for decades. And it's so critical. And the hard part is, is we, it, we feel like it's so clear in our own head. And what I would challenge you guys to do is write out what your vision is. And, sh and then the one question I love, if you want to know, have a true pulse on where your business is at, if you want to know if you're in build, scale or launch, like go ask your team members, say, Hey, you know, what do you think the vision of our company is? Where do you think we're headed? And then just shut, then be quiet and listen. And you'll either be like, Yes, or like, oh my gosh, I have a lot of work to do. Like that one is very, like, it's not a middle of the road answer typically. No, I agree on that. I agree with that. And um, with strategic planning, I like in the book, Scaling Up, Vern Harnish talked about separating that from strategic planning to strategic thinking and execution planning. 
Yeah. So strategy is a thought of like, what is the strategy? And then when you execute it, that's a whole nother mindset. What quarter am I going to do it? What's going to be done this month? What's going to be done this week? How am I going to do it? What's the task? What's a deliverable? What resources do I need? What training? I mean, on and on and on. There's a lot to it. So I think uh, in future podcasts, we'll help break down strategic planning uh, as those two parts, strategic uh, thinking and execution planning. Uh, I think that will help a lot of the listeners on this podcast. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think one one of the things that came up for me is as a business build, as, as a like when you're in build, you're like, yeah, give me more, give me more, give me more. But as you get into scale, at this point, your time is super precious and you need to be get way better at saying no. That's how you build the biggest practices is by saying no, not yes to everything, but no to the things that aren't going to bring that extraordinary value. Yeah, in scale, you, you're leveraged. Uh, you got a reputation. You have trust of people. There's a lot of energy. I, I like you saying that because one of the tenants we should be real talking about in scale is their ability to say uh, to say no and turn down, not not accept every opportunity, accept the right opportunity because we become overwhelmed as an entrepreneur. And you may hurt your scale by just saying yes to everything. So, yeah. You know, knowing what we should start doing, but also knowing more importantly, what we should stop doing, right? A hundred percent. And that's like ROI. So it's like, you know, when you're building your practice, should I do this event or that event? Don't go with your gut. You need data. And so that's where that becomes super critical. And so you always have to look back. And the easiest way to kind of move that forward is once you're done with an event within the week, and within two weeks, like within the week, I review, how did this event go? Did we like this event? You know, there's a way to grade that and then look at the ROI within two weeks and be like, okay, cool. This is, this was an A, B, C, D, or F event. And then next year, you don't have to think about it. You look at it, anything above a B we're doing again. If it's a C, like I'm going to look into the reason and D and F I'm out. Yes. So, um, so I feel like I thought scale was going to be like one episode, Joe, but I really feel like we need to do two parts to this episode. So, um, so I loved your four points. What I would love to get into in our next episode is, you know, really like, how do we train the team? How do we focus on these procedures, the flow, the communication and stuff like that? Cause we, I feel like we've done this high level 30,000 foot view of this. Now I'd like to bring it down to what can you guys do with this so that you can go from build to scale? What are the next steps you have to do? So that's what we'll talk about in our next, next episode. Um, any other thoughts on this episode, Joe? No, I think that was a good high level overview. If you're uh, listening now, try to refine where you are as we, define the launch build scale we haven't gone through exit yet but on those three if you're living in one of those maybe write down what steps you feel you need to take to get to the next level and then i agree with you next uh, session let's get more granular on deliverables that they can bring into their uh into their business and yeah, and then just go to the notes, click on this PDF and just grade yourself one to five. And it tells you, and you'll see your weaknesses. And those are the things that will help you move from launch to build to scale. And so it's already already written out. You just got to download the PDF, look at where you're at. And then if you have questions, that is a place, sign up, you know, talk to Joe, Joe, Dr. Joe's run, you know, multiple offices. I don't know how many he's open. It's, you know, north of 40. Um, and he's seen offices in, you know, every aspect of its, you know, life cycle, life cycle. 
So if there are questions, this is a space like reach out to Joe, set up a consultation, talk to him, say, Hey, where's my jam up? Like, and I'm happy to do it also, but like Joe is just a master at this and he's seen so much. So don't miss that opportunity. Yeah. You could go to schedule 30 now.com as a link. And if you're interested in schedule some time on gaining some more awareness as to where you are and create the, um, the strategy to get to the next level. Again, that's schedule 30, three, zero now.com. We'll get you a, a, a quick consultation. And we'll also put that in the links of the show notes. So you can go right back there and just click on that link and get the time with Joe. So awesome. awesome. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate your time. Excellent. Have a good day. For opportunities to build your dream practice presented by Dr. Fisher, reach out to Align Life Centers for Natural Health at alignlifeopportunity.com.